Hey, hi, hello, how are you? And welcome back to Watch It Again, the podcast where we go through 101 movies to see before you die. As always, I am your host, Jacob, and with me are... I'm Kat. I'm Nick. And I'm James. And that, <laughs> that was such a slow intro for yeah. how, how we just <laughs> manically went into it. <laughs> so, this week... Oh, can I just say, it's nice to be back. Yeah, it's nice to have you back. Yeah. It's nice to have it's all nice four of us. Yeah. yeah. Kind of been alternating in and out with everyone. And yeah. it's nice to see three smiling faces <laughs> in front of me for once. Uh, um, so this week, it's my turn. And uh, after a, a very late movie change as of last <laughs> night, because... Okay. None of us could find any... Working l- proper version with subtitles. Um we changed to Sunrise, A Song of Two Humans. And it's silent, so you don't actually need subtitles. Yeah, <laughs> but 1927. The, but when they do have the subtitles, because it's silent, they are in English, which yes. is nice. Yes. Because we all speak that language. Unless you watched the Czech version, in which they're in case they're in Czechoslovakian. Did you which watch I did that? not watch the Czech version, <laughs> but it's out there. <laughs> Good to know. It's also 15 minutes shorter and has alternate takes. And this one's already pretty short. To yeah, be so I was like, "Huh, that's weird," but also, fifteen minutes shorter sounds nice. I, <laughs> I mean, mean, I wasn't bothered by no, the length of this film, but I was just like, "Huh, what are you taking out?" Considering the other one we were going to watch was an hour longer. Yeah, I'm so yeah. glad we changed. We still have to do it though, so of course we do. Woo. So, a "Sunrise: A Song of Two Humans" was directed by F. W. Murnau. It stars George O'Brien who was considered somewhat of an up-and-coming star in Hollywood at the time, and Jeanette Gaynor, who was kind of one of Hollywood's leading ladies at this time, um, as well as Margaret Livingston, and that's pretty much all I'm going to include because everyone else kind of just pops in and out Yeah, very, very quickly. I, I doubt us or many of the audience are familiar with the who's who of the yes. 1920s. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though, I want to know if that child is still alive. Which one? The young child of theirs, probably not. The, I mean, this is what, 1927, did you oh, say, Jacob? it could be. But the, but the, the little 70, girl? Unlikely. 90, 90. You'd be close to 100. Yeah. The little girl that's in it, I don't know what, it just says the little girl in the cast list, died in 2012 at the age of 93. Oh, oh that was probably her. Um, good life. Oh, no, the little boy died in 1980 at the age of 63. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Um, Fuck, I'm sorry I bought this starting up Starting with the sad facts early Yep, that, that, they're the only two children in this and they're both dead <laughs> <laughs> Because it's been uh, almost a hundred years since this movie came out Which, let's talk about it Yeah, I because we, on the list, we had it written as 1960 I don't know if the original list has it written as Yeah, I haven't checked the, the poster mm. But it could have been a typo Yeah, because I was just like this is a, they had silent films in the 1960s yeah. that were getting yeah. famous and like ah twenty. When you said it, I was like, huh, maybe I put a typo in the list when I wrote it out because there's lots Probably. of other ones in spelling mistakes. So I was like, huh, because yeah, That's I was like, I maybe we watched the list. wrong movie because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, you know, we've got a heap of 40s, 50s, a few 60s left. Yeah, and I was like, 20 set what? Yeah. yeah. So good, nice change. This isn't the oldest, is it? There's that's 26, like, but it's yes. close. Yeah, it's yeah. the second oldest. Which is when we did those movies when we did the After four of the oldest ones. This should have been there, but episode, we didn't. Yeah. After The General, which yes. I think I did. You so. have a lot of notes. I'm just going to oh point my that yeah, out. I, looked <laughs> through I have notes. I'm it's really notes. concerned. Yeah. I'm looking for blue. Um, yeah, yeah, there blue. it is. Yeah, there's <laughs> the link. It's not there's Wikipedia. Wikipedia. It's not Wikipedia. Oh, no. There's no numbers. It was something else. Yeah. Oh. So, Sunrise, A Song of Two Humans. 
um, portrays dramatic, comedic, and horrifying story of the human condition. That it does. Through topics like lust, love, grief, and horror, this film inventively utilizes the idea of film as an art form. I'm going to stop doing it like that because it's going to take forever. <laughs> yeah, um, we're going to be here for three fucking hours. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, the film is directed by F.W. Murnau. Is I think how it's pronounced. Sounds about I right. I watched a couple of videos on the movie and everyone said it differently. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know what to go with here because everyone's saying it slightly differently. So I'm just going to go with Stick that. Stick with Murnau. Um Utilising what was a popular film over the time, which was German Expressionism. And he was a German filmmaker who had come to America to make films. And he's, in his very prolific 12-year career, he made 21 films. Oh, jeez. So he was a busy man. Yeah. Um, Sunrise a, is a silent movie and had the pinnacle of visual expressiveness. So there's a couple of shots in this which are really notable as being absolutely insane for 1927. Mm-hmm. Does anyone want to yeah. take a guess yeah. at yeah. how they were done? The Is it one of them, the scene where he's got his arm around his wife and they're walking traffic. and then it, yeah, through the traffic and then it changes scenes? And there's is one that, where there's like a boat and yeah. something else and there's one where they're on the grass lying down and a city's in front of them. Is it, did they literally cut out the frames and then... You're so close. You are so close. So the film was placed into the camera. Half the lens was covered in the shape that needed to be (laughs) covered. The film was then, you know, filmed on, (laughs) in which case they then put it back into the camera, covered the opposite side and exposed the unexposed parts of the film through the first shot and exposed it a second time. So that what is in there with the dual scenes on the one thing is the one piece of film. Oh, my god! It's just been exposed twice by covering up the lens to not expose the bit that yep. needs to be filmed later on. That's brilliant. That's actually pretty And smart. there's like some bleed through in the overlap, but it makes for some amazing shots in this film, which is why it won the first ever annual... Academy Award for Cinematography. Was this the year the Academy Awards started? The Academy Awards started in 1929, but for, which honoured yeah. films from 27 and 28. Ah. So it won the yeah. first ever Academy Award for Cinematography. How cool. Yeah. And also um, our leading lady. She won Best Actress. She won best a- the first ever Best Actress. But she also won for a movie that she so did she in 28 won and 29 as well. Yeah, three different films she won Best Actress for at once. <laughs> and this was one. So That's got to yeah. be a trivia question yeah. somewhere. Like, which leading lady won Best Actress? Three times three in the one year. Three times in one year. Well, for three movies in the one year. Yeah. Um, who was I up to? Full cinematic innovation. Is that how that line? Yeah, full cinematic innovations. The cinematography featured particularly remarkable tracking shots. Also notable that is the titles appear sparingly with long sequences of fewer action, and that as the movie goes on, less and less title sequences appear. Yeah. Mm. Because the director didn't like them. It so all that. makes sense, though. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Specifically, the famous tracking shot of the two main characters, the man and the woman, rushing across the busy road as she is running from human fear. In this shot, the actors end up holding in an embrace and they cross the road together, narrowly escaping the chaos of the city surrounding them. 
the city, the town were all sets. The city set itself cost two hundred thousand dollars to build. In nineteen oh, yeah. in nineteen twenty seven. Yeah, James. I'm on it. This movie cost a lot of money. I can imagine. Um, this shot is immensely crucial in regarding the development of the story. The camera shot as a long focal length lens with, lens with movement and is weaving through people and cars following the patterns of the main characters. This tracking or dolly shot follows a chaotic direction which complements Munau, Munay's... Munau, just go Munau. I'm going to go to Monet. Um, discussion in 1928 that shots should whirl and peep and move from place to place. Mobile framing in sunrise allows the angle, direction, distance and level of the shot to change via a tracking dolly or shot. Sorry, a tracking or dolly shot. This is evident in the shot as the camera travels in several directions. Just to interrupt. Yes, I'm ready. Your $200,000 set from 1927 would be a $3 million set today. (laughs) (laughs) Does anything have that? Probably. Yeah, probably. Um, Lord of the Rings. Right. Yeah, they're spending oh, like yeah. forty million an episode or something on that new TV oh, series. Yeah. yeah. Wait, <laughs> what? Yeah, the new Amazon Prime Lord of the Rings TV series. It's oh, got a budget of like. It's never gonna shut up. It's got like a budget of like forty or fifty million dollars an episode. That's crazy. Which is when you consider like Game of Thrones last season was like ten million an episode. Yeah. Who is okay? We're gonna. Anyway, I'm gonna yeah, have we'll to ask you about later, this yeah. later. Um, Big Lord of the Rings nerds is the answer to that question. <laughs> I'm just going to skip through a bit because this just mainly talks about camera shots. Please do. Yeah, that's a lot of notes for a movie that was silent and yeah, only I'm goes so for an hour and a half. I'm so impressed with the amount of notes you have. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I mean, I kind of just got really engrossed in researching while I was watching it because there was nothing to listen to. <laughs> so I was like, well Hey, then. this is one of the first – well, like this is a silent film that kind of pioneered both like a soundtrack, so like mm. um, music and um, – What's it called when you like make a noise? Sound effects. Sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, at the premiere of this film, it had a traveling, like orchestra, essentially that went oh, with it to cool. play the music as it was shown. That's pretty. Which cool. is one of the reasons why that's what they used to do though. A lot of the versions of this film don't have any sound. The sound because it was live as it was being done, which is really cool. So, the twist of a film is meant to arrive kind of towards the end, isn't it? Yeah. You'd assume. Not 45 minutes in, like halfway sort of thing. But in A Sunrise, A Song of Two Humans kind of pulls the rug out of the under our feet kind of a third of the way in. So we're suddenly offered a chance of happiness as the film diverts down an unexpected path. It's disconcerting but ultimately liberating jolt as if Humphrey Bogart had stopped following Lauren Bacall around in the big sleep. I don't know why I wrote that out because <laughs> that's we a very the yeah. Big sleep. Um, so essentially, the plot of this film: there's a man, a farmer, a farmer, and this woman from the city comes and tries to convince him to go away, and they go frolicking off in the paddocks together. They're having an affair. Yeah, and then, but it's very, it's very. T- it's done in such like an innocent metaphorical like yeah. Yeah. way, and I'm like, oh, that's meant to symbolise them boning for sure. <laughs> but, like it's then, oh. and then it's pretty raunchy. Yeah, for 1927. Like, the implication, especially in one scene, they were like they're laying there and like this, like it's like yeah, they're they're 
that's like them banging, but obviously they're not going to do that in a silent film in 1927. Um, so, and she's like, she convinces him to kill his wife and he goes to go ahead with the plan, but he backs out and then he rows to shore and she runs away and they go into the city and they fall back in love and it's all nice. And then they're going home and an actual storm comes and she falls off the boat and then he's like, oh my God, she's gone. And then the woman thinks that she's, oh, he's done, he's gone through with it and, he hasn't. Then she comes back and, yeah. I love with all your notes there, that was your plot summary. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. she comes back and he so doesn't. <laughs> it begins as... <coughs> Jesus. Bless you. Have a sip of tea. Yes, I should have a sip of tea. Tea, tea, tea. <laughs> Every t- everyone take a water break. <laughs> all right, my tea's swallowed. Um, Sunrise begins as many great films do, with a promise of sex and the threat of violence. <laughs> Yeah. Right. That's what I look for in a movie. Yep. Especially from 1927. (laughs) Yeah. Two clandestine lovers meet in the moonlight and dream of committing the perfect murder. But is man, his character is literally called man. Like there's no name, it's just man. How many movies now on the list has it been of... Uh, p- people trying to kill their significant That's other. That's what I thought. Yeah, I it's like, so, so many. So many wives getting killed by unoccasional husbands. Yeah, occasional, yeah. So, but is man, played by George O'Brien, really prepared to drown his sweet young wife, sell his farm, and move to more exciting life in the city with his vamp girlfriend? Woo, woo! I figured it out. Yeah? Because... Divorce wasn't really a thing back then. So you just had so to kill your wife. Yes. Go, yeah, you just had to kill her. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Divorce not a thing in like 19... The 1940s. It's frowned upon. No. Yeah, no, it yeah. wouldn't be common. But like, just think today, how many movies about are about... Doesn't really make wife? sense. Just, but why? how many movies are split <laughs> families these days? Yeah, true. See, there you go. you're not killing your wife anymore. You just got two dads now and two mums. That's what life is. Instead of murders, yeah. you gain an extra family. <laughs> two sets of parents. Much yeah. more wholesome. Yeah. yeah. Probably a better option for the end Probably. of the marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Murder makes for better TV, though. Mm, it do. Yeah, it does. We like better TV. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Margaret Livingston, who plays the woman from the city, dripping in poison in our, into our drip, sorry, dripping poison into our hero's ear, is certainly seductive. All black satin cigarettes and bobbed hair. When she dances, she conjures a vision of bright lights and glamour and a promise of a better, more modern life. Are you intending to quote here? Because I'm just like, there's no way Jacob wrote these words. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am reading from someone else. <laughs> but it was very, good. Um, very it paints a picture. Um, but this witchcraft is to be feared. She's a proto-feminine fatale. When man okay, is explain <laughs> to me, Jacob, what's a proto-feminine? Yeah. Can't a uh, pre. <gasps> what did you just <laughs> I can't. I oh. said I can't. Oh. <laughs> I didn't call you a C-word. Jump the gun there, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm gonna say proto's like early version and femin like a pre-feminist. Good. I'm impressed. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of in the name, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you think I'm calling you a C-word? <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's just because it was getting thrown around before. <laughs> yeah, that was before. That was all him. Hey. Um, when man, <laughs> yeah, man? I no one has a character yeah, no name. It's man. Hold on, wife and woman, country woman, city woman. The man, yeah. the wife, the woman from the city, and then there's also the maid, the photographer, the barber, 
the manicure girl. The sea captain. The obtrusive gentleman. The obliging gentleman. Like, it's just... What a, so, when man is pictured at home with wife, woman is superimposed on his shoulders, preying on him, crushing him. He can't stop thinking about her and her plan, so he invites his wife to take a boat ride with him and leave the baby at home. Oh, yeah, that's also like a baby because... That's what I was just, just, fine. just leaving earlier. the yep. just leaving the baby there for the whole Who time. Who cares? It's nineteen twenty-seven. It'll be fine. Someone will look after. Yeah, and they do. The maid's fine. Um, Sunrise was was made in nineteen twenty-seven, way before the rise of film noir in the nineteen forties. But you'd be forgiven to thinking the film comes from a later decade, except for that there's no noise. (laughs) Sunrise isn't a crime drama. It isn't even a classic romance. It's a film about the rekindling of true love. The twist, spoiler spoiler alert, for a movie that came out 90-whatever years ago. Someone do some maths. Thanks. Hang on. 94. 94. 95. 94. I don't know. It came Fuck. out in 1927. It's yeah, 2021 now. Yeah, 94. Because 90 <laughs> years later would be 2017 plus four. It's 2021. Oh, yeah. There's six years. <laughs> 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 Fuck, I got you, Bruh. <laughs> um, I don't know where I was up to. Yeah. Um, I was so sure as well. Yeah, you were so good. No, you fucking idiot. <laughs> so the twist is that the hero doesn't kill his wife. When it comes to the crucial moment, he can't quite summon up the nerve. He's no villain. Not really. He falters. She escapes. He catches up to I her. Mean, by escapes, I mean, you mean he rows her to the shore. Yeah. He yeah. Um, but they're in a public place on a tram to the city, but neither of them can discuss what just happened on the lake. So they go to the city together instead. Advertisement. Yay. Advertisement. It says advertisement on my page because I copied it and like left advertisement in. Oh, and I was so sure these were your words. <laughs> <laughs> it's far more difficult to tell you what happened next because it looks so ridiculous written down. It does. I thought we were going to put in an advertisement. Um, this podcast is yeah. brought to you by green tea and... Black tea? Black tea and water. Black tea? Uh, it's no, it's your weird no, Assam Bold. Yeah, it's Assam Bold. Oh, good choice. This yes, tea is proudly you. brought to you by Assam Bold, <laughs> getting you through all your podcast needs. <laughs> we are not receiving any money for this. Stay hydrated. But if That's you want what you to. think. <laughs> money, money for me. No, I'm joking. Um, it, so their day trip turns into a symbolic remarriage. There's tears, dancing, and a piglet running loose in a nightclub. Oh, yeah, that, that was, was so, so fucking weird. weird. It drank Such the a wine long and scene. then it, I, when he was like holding it above his head, I was like, Jesus, put the poor thing down. So I read a pot some, like summary for this before watching it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, and like read it all out. And I was like, oh, we're in the city. And I was like, I'm 42 minutes into this film. What happens for the next hour? Yeah. <laughs> this could be done very quickly. This could be like. 40 minutes less. I was like, what else is going to happen? Like, yeah, when I read the summary, end. <laughs> I'm like, this doesn't feel like long enough for a movie. This yeah. is a short story kind of thing. Mm. And then, yeah, they ma- they managed to fill it. I feel like if there was words, it would go quicker. Yeah, yeah. probably. Like if there was a com- this yeah, one conversation in this did, film. I did notice that because out of habit, like whenever something's on, like there's text on a screen, I read it super fucking quick. Yeah. But yeah, that like yeah, I found myself something came up, the first couple of lines came up and I went, duh, 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 duh. and I just sitting there for a second. Oh, shit. It's like people in the 1920s read a lot slower. They probably had lower literacy rates anyway. Or they had someone reading it out. 
live. Yeah, but maybe. Do you reckon they had like the old time radio voice? <laughs> I'm not. I was thinking, oh, I should attempt it, and then my brain went instantly. <laughs> yeah, do don't it. do that. I saw that flicker across <laughs> <Yeah>. your eyes. <laughs> For a split second, I was like, I'll try and read the next paragraph like that. And my brain instantly went, no, don't do that, you yeah, idiot. If I could think of one of the lines from the movie, I would have tried it. Um, yes, so. There are no lines in this movie. No, as in the on, the, on the screen. Oh, that you can right. <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's been a long day. <laughs> yes, yes, it has. Oh, I was meant to bring you guys cake. <gasps> this is say anything. I'm, no, no. I'm sorry. I no, just thought of it. Uh, and it was so good too. I've never been crushed by something I wasn't expecting. <laughs> so who wants to so hear much. a weird story about um, yes. television studios? Me. Sure. So Sunrise sits at a rare intersection of great art and great commerce. Perhaps the film could only have been made through an unlikely alliance between two opposing personalities. Frederick Willem Marnot an educated auteur who transferred his European sensibility to Hollywood and William Fox, a self-made businessman determined to obtain for his company a level of prestige it had never before approached. What name did I just say? Fox. It's Fox Searchlight Pictures, isn't it? We'll get there. Yeah, it is because I read a fact about it before I came. William Fox's family moved from Hungary to the tenements of Manhattan's Lower East Side when he was an infant. To the what's of Manhattan's Lower East Side? Tenements. Do you want to explain to us what that word means? Um, I'm assuming like big (laughs) public housing housing blocks. Right. Um, Yeah, these are all your words. Yes, definitely. Um, He went to work at age eight. Quit school at 11 and by 25 had enough capital to purchase a Nickelodeon. What? I don't actually know what a Nickelodeon okay, is. I'm going to look this but up. But he purchased one at the age of 25. Also, did Fox Studios make Nickelodeon? Do they own that? Because I'm going to look. Wild. I'm looking it up. Okay. From these humble beginnings. Oh, it's a jukebox. Oh, there you oh. go. Okay. Originally one operated by the insertion of a nickel coin or... A cinema with an admission fee of one nickel. So he purchased one of two of those things. (laughs) From these humble beginnings, his business grew into the powerful Fox Film Corporation. So I'm assuming the film thing where you have to pay a nickel to go in. I think the jukebox is like informal. Fox defied the Edison Trust by innovating the vertically integrated studio model in which motion picture exhibition, distribution and production were accomplished within a single company. Rival studios Paramount and MGM MGM began following this model in the 1920s. However, Fox fell behind in the race to dominate theatre screens. I'd just like to to add that Nickelodeon is not owned by Fox, they're owned by CBS. Okay. Most of Fox's income came from its melodramas and westerns rented to small town and neighbourhood theatres. Fox had occasionally attempted to make large-scale pictures, but he preferred low-budget and reliable profit margins. In 1924, the epic western The Iron Horse premiered at a posh Times Square theatre, a Fox first. Hugely popular with audience, it was booked in all classes of theatres. The popular epic western made a name for its director, John Ford, and garnered a critical acclaim Fox Films rarely achieved. They still kind of don't 
they rarely achieve critical acclaim these days. But anyway. Um, as <laughs> okay, fo- Fox, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. I mean, the first thing I associate Fox with is... is Shit the, X-Men is movies? The, no, I was oh. going to say the news. Fox oh, yeah, all that, yeah. I was going to say Fantastic Four because didn't Fox yes. do yeah. that? Aren't they also gone now after yeah. the Disney buyout? Yeah. It's just Fox Searchlight. No, Disney owns Fox Searchlight as well. Yeah, but 20th Century Fox is dead. Oh, yeah, 20th Century Fox is dead, yeah. Um, As Fox began purchasing and constructing opulent venues in choice theatre districts across the country, he was also producing ambitious films that could justify higher ticket prices and greater publicity for his downtown movie palaces. That December... Palaces. That's what it says, palaces. I want to go to a movie palace. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, let's go eat popcorn at the palace. <laughs> <laughs> that December, William Fox was among the first to see the latest masterpiece of the German film industry. I'm going to say the English title, The Last Laugh, because yep. the German title seems impossible. Oh, can I try it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a short shot if you want to. The Letzit Mann. James, your turn. Nick, get ready. The letzt man. Oh, that sounded very, very good. Bottom right. right. Bottom right, the German word. Um, yeah, the letzt man. Just a casual. That's what it is. I it's like, German. yes, I also speak German. <laughs> I do. Starred Emil Jennings as a doorman with a defiant yet fragile dignity. The film relied on visual storytelling using only a single expletive Explanatory intertitle. Fuck, that was a sentence and a half. So it had, that movie had one title card in it. Wait, what are we talking about? A movie that was like the German film that he went and that Fox went and saw. We're getting back to Sunrise we, in a second. Why We're are getting we to Sunrise. about a movie that a random guy... It's a, it's a tangent. We're in a tangent that's going to bring us back We're in to fun land. facts about Sunrise. Yeah, come on. How are we supposed to fill up this 20-page report? Jacob, you don't know how to go on good tangents. This is a good tangent. <laughs> what anyway. did you do without me last week? <laughs> We're on less tangent because I'm explaining to you why Sunrise. Pages of notes. Yeah, fucking good. Why Sunrise is important to the foundation of Fox Studios. Okay. 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 We're getting there. All right. All right. I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> so. Expressionistic lighting and set design was yeah. a world okay, away from the routine. <laughs> <laughs> Did I drive all the way over here yes. for expressionistic lighting? <laughs> yes. All the way here. Ten minutes. Um, <laughs> You've had it too good for too long. Uh, I got out. I, uh, <laughs> anyway, I'm going to carry on. So shush. It was a world away from the routine product churned out by Fox. In March 1925, newspapers announced that the last laugh director, F.W. Murnau you know, Sunrise's director, would come to Hollywood the following year to direct for Fox. (laughs) Before leaving Germany for Hollywood in July 1926, Manau completed adaptations of Tartuffe and Faust, both starring Jennings. Fox promoted its new artiste as the German genius. And, hey, Nick, what the Mm -hmm. fuck do you reckon that word is? Why didn't you ask me? (laughs) Oh, James. Ballyhooed. Yeah. Ballyhooed? I I thought it it was going to be a German word. That's English. That's a typo. The unprecedented (laughs) degree of freedom Manu 
um, would be gr- granted. He would be allowed to handpick many of his collaborations, including Carl Meyer, who had scripted The Last Laugh and who wrote the Sunrise scenario in free verse. Charles Rocher, one of the top cinematographers in Hollywood, had spent time with Mano in Berlin, serving as an unofficial consultant on Forced, the director's most effects-laden film to date. Rocher walked, worked alongside Manu, Manau, whatever, as a student and as much as an advisor, learning the innovative German cinema camera methods that amazed American critics and filmmakers. Rocher recruited Ben-Hur cinematographer Carl Struess to help him shoot Sunrise on Roach's Gillesse elaborate sets. Gillesse built a vast indoor city set designed to appear even larger through the use of force perspective. It cost $200,000, nearly the entire budget of, the pri- of a typical program picture of the day. So that one set. Million. Just on the set, yeah. yeah. The ones. He also created a studio-bound marsh with an uneven floor that could not accommodate a dolly set up. Instead, the tracks were attached to the ceiling and Struis filmed upside down. <laughs> Imagine being <laughs> the operator bastard. on that. Yeah. Um, a manoeuvre Russia had observed on the force set. It was only one of many, many radical techniques used in Sunrise. Nearly every shot in the film involves a striking effect, whether from an unusual light source or super, superimposition or a complex camera movement, and yet each is motivated by the allegiance to the story and its emotions. Manel told an, in, an interviewer, I do not take trick scenes from unusual positions just to get startling effects. To me, the camera represents the eye of a person through whose mind one is watching the events on screen. To play the husband and wife in Sunrise, Manel chose two ascending Fox stars. San Francisco native George O'Brien had been working on a muscular Hollywood stuntman. Sorry, as a husky, oh, as a muscular Hollywood stuntman. No, working until, on him yeah. is much better. <laughs> until John Ford chose him <laughs> for the Iron Horse. Leading lady Jeanette Gaynor also had San Francisco ties. Though born in Philadelphia, her family moved to the city by the bay when she was a teenager and she graduated from O'Brien's alumna mater? Polytechnic High. Do you really say Alma Mater is alumna? Don't know. <laughs> it's two words. Yeah, you do. Alma Mater. Yep, there you go. Did you just kick me? No, <laughs> no I didn't mean Fuck, to. I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm just going to leave. Um, Kat's angry today. She landed roles as at Hal Roach's studio and then Fox. Sunrise premiered on September 23rd, 1927, just two weeks before The Jazz Singer. William Fox had anticipated the coming of sound, investing the movie tone sound on film system revival Warner's technology through silent prints were made for Europe and other locations. So they recorded the sound onto reels to send to like overseas for screenings. That's really cool, but should we talk shit about Kat now? She's <laughs> cranky. <laughs> she's upset with how you've done your report, I think. <laughs> I thought it was a really interesting thing. Like, Big, Say all the interesting stuff yeah. right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, sorry. Okay. That, that was the first <laughs> So Sunrise may not have recouped its own staggering cost, but it became an artistic template for many of the studio's biggest hits. Fox directors Frank Borzage, Howard Hawks, Roel Walsh and John Ford all entered a Manu-esque phase after Sunrise, producing films that stretched their aesthetic repertoire and still turned a profit. After seeing a rough cut for the film, Ford declared it the greatest picture that has ever been produced. Oh, my God. 
1928 film Four Sons was tremendously influenced by Sunrise and was even filmed at some of Gillis's sets as were parts of The Seventh Heaven, both films' great commercial successes. They reused the sets that had been built for future Fox properties because, I mean, you would, I guess, if you spent $200,000 on it, you want yeah, to get more than one film. Straight yeah. after. Just as he was able to refurbish the image of his studio, William Fox's days as Hollywood mogul came to an ignominious, ignominious end. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> he was att- um, attempting a hostile takeover of MGM in 1929 when the stock market crashed. Outraged by Fox's maneuvering, MGM head Louis B. Mayer sought revenge by fomenting an antitrust suit against Fox Film Corporation. Fox, recovering from severe auto accident and drowning in debt, was forced out of his own company. In 1936, he declared bankruptcy. When it was discovered that Fox had bribed the judge on the case, he was sentenced to a year and a day in prison. Upon his release, he dethroned Magnate, was shunned by Hollywood. He died in 1952. Fox Films Corporation lived on, having merged with 20th Century Film in 1935. 20th Century Fox. Yes. Whoa. Direct, you just missed on how Fox Studios and 20th Century Film merged. And you, oh, and the, Jacob, why did she's crying I know. now? And the and the William Ford, uh, William Fox went to prison. I'm so disappointed. I missed that. <laughs> Director um, Monet's career after Sunrise was also brief. He made two more Silence for Fox. Um, both were severely altered when the studio inserted talking sequences shot by other directors. <laughs> Once free of his Fox contract, Monet teamed up with ethnographic documentary filmmaker Robert Follerty to shoot. Um, Taboo, a short, a story of South Seas, located in Tahiti. It turned out to be his last film. He died in a car accident shortly after its completion. By then, the silent era was over, and Taboo, with its musical score but no dialogue, was already an piece of the past. Yet, it was a modest hit for Paramount, perhaps signaling that audience will always exist for films made by a master of visual expression, such as Murnau. Yay. Rest in peace, man. Now, so the movie is that all your notes? That was my notes. Oh my god! Yeah, was re- that was like a lecture. Huh? I, I, I was ready for that only to be like halfway. No, so I guess. Well, I mean, I can just pull out facts now. I'm sorry, I'm in such a weird mood tonight. Yeah, you're I'm crazy, not man. This rude. <laughs> That's right. Let's go to trivia, trivia, trivia. Um, oh, that's sad. The original negatives were destroyed in a fire at the original Fox Studios at Fort Lee, New Jersey in 1937. There are so many fires in the film industry. Um, this was the first and only film to win the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, which is what you know, the Academy Awards, best, um, <clears throat> best Picture Award in the category of Artistic Quality of Production. Or unique and artistic picture, because 1929 was the only year that that award existed. <laughs> right. Then it was never given out again. It's a good bit of trivia. Um, yeah, this movie has probably won a lot of rewards. It's the first film released using the Fox Movie Tone system. It was the first professionally produced feature film with an actual soundtrack. You know how like most of the soundtrack is just the is just the music, and then. In that traffic scene, there's suddenly all the guys yelling like, "Hey, get out of the way! Get out!" Like, but did I was I, I the only one that saw that? Like, 
You're the only one I think that watched it with sound. Did I did not listen to the score. I, I had it up. I yeah. just didn't notice it. Oh, fair. No, I, I just thought it was really things. weird. The only sound bit other than the music the whole time mm. is all the cab, like mm. the drivers getting angry and yelling. I was listening to YouTube documentaries at the same time. That's fair enough. Yeah. Right. On, this, on this movie. Like, oh, look, okay. like watching people talk about this film. I was going to say, any new conspiracy theories I should know about? After. Okay. Yes, all the superimpositions I mentioned before were made in camera by covering the lenses. Um, oh yeah, Jeanette Gaynor, who had long flowing hair in real life, wore a rigid wig in the film to remove yeah. any sense of alluring <laughs> sexuality about the wife. It doesn't move, does it? Yeah, it's, no, just, it's, it's like a rock a hard wig <laughs> to make her look more ugly. So she's like, it's the wife. You want the woman you from the, the city. Ew, yeah. Ew. Ew, your wife. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the classic. Um, it's kind of creepy that the guy was like coming on to her in the barber shop. That was like one thing I noticed. Oh, I was that like, was "Sorry, twenty-seven. That get was normal." Away. Um, it's the first ever silent film that was released released on Blu-ray. Wow! Imagine getting this on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> the Blu-ray, like, if you go and buy the Blu-ray. It comes with a disc with a Czechoslovakian version on it. <laughs> Why is this big in Czechoslovakia? I don't know. Maybe. It's just what yeah. the other version is. I don't. I can't tell you. <laughs> not in my facts list. Well, I, I can tell you, Kat, that it's not anymore. It's not big in Czechoslovakia. Well, because Czechoslovakia doesn't exist. Oh, right. It's a bad that joke, sorry. <laughs> yeah, for us who don't know our world history very well. Um, Wait, when did it become not a country? It's the Czech Republic. Or, or Czechia. Okay. That was like after the war, wasn't ah, it? The dissolution of the Soviet Union. I think. Yeah. Okay. Deep diving into. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jacob. Please, please. History. Here's why I'm not saying okay, the incorrect guys. country name for what the version of this movie is. This because is that's what it was when it yeah, came out. This, yeah. This is our Just to clarify that I'm not stupid. <laughs> this is our transition into the historical section of podcasting. Mike, I'd love to be there. <laughs> <laughs> The film was selected into the National Film Registry in 1989, the first year of inductions for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Imagine about half of the things on this list were entered in that first year, right? Sure. It was voted as the fifth greatest film of all time in Sight and Sound's 2012 Critics Poll. Um, It's one of the earliest films to make the use of um, rear projection. Um, in 2007, the American Film Institute ranked it as the 82nd greatest movie of all time. It was the first inclusion of the f- this film on the list. Um, it was Fox's third its highest grossing film of the year. Um, it opened in Times Square on the 23rd of September 1927 with symphonic movie tone accompaniment. The jazz singer, 27, didn't arrive until the 6th of October at Warner Theatre. Um, I, I decided to answer my own question. Was Gone with the Wind on this list? No. No, it's not. In, in that case, there were seven things from this list that were entered into in 1989. What were the other ones? Uh, I'm ready. Ca- Casablanca, Citizen yep. Kane, yep. Doctor Strange Love. Yep. Um, scrolling down, Star Wars. Of course. Uh, of course. Sunrise and Vertigo. Oh, we've got go. all of those. Yep. There you go. I'm ca- Oh, yeah. Kind of weird that, like, the jazz singer and Gone with the Wind and a couple of other things aren't on this list. 
This like has sig- problems. Let's there's like be some real. significant like movies left off, and then there's this like all three toys st- or two Toy Stories, and it's like this weird sequels. Like the the sequels not necessary. Like and like as much as I liked it, even though you all didn't, Garden State is an odd inclusion on this list yeah. considering those I liked things. Garden State. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but that's that's, it, but yeah. there's like, did you say uh, you'd watch it again? Not important. I, I don't know. I don't remember. Yes, no, we're talking. Yeah, sorry. Now, I want to know your thoughts. Because it's just been mean really talking and getting yeah. yelled at by a cat for 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Jacob. <laughs> no. Yeah, Jacob, it clearly says on the roadcaster there's been 40. Fuck. <laughs> um, what did you guys think? What are your thoughts? For a silent film, it was surprisingly engaging. I have got to say, like, the fact that, um, like, there wasn't a lot of text. There was a bit at the start to kind of give you a bit of like a heads up as to what was going on, but it was very easy to follow. And did you know. watch it at normal speed? Yeah, yeah. What, Why? What speed did you watch it at? Not important. <laughs> two. Yes. <laughs> I, I did watch this film at two times speed because I was like, well, they're not talking. I was making. And they're just running very fast. I was waiting for a cake to bake, so it was like the perfect amount oh. of time. I was just like, I'm just going to get this done. To be fair, in this. the running very fast, they're also running very fast at one time. So yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure they that footage of that is at 1.5 times. That's no, very good. I mean, and in saying that, at two times speed, I still had more than enough time to read any of the title cards without having to like, <laughs> to but, pause. Oh, I missed it. I was like, I'd read it and still be like, fuck, this must be on the screen for ages if I heard this at two times speed and it's still here. <laughs> Yes, um, James. Yeah, I, I I found myself comparing it to the general lot because yep. obviously two oldest movies and the other silent movie that I've watched. Um, I did enjoy this more than I enjoyed the general. I I wouldn't say I enjoyed it enough to say I'd watch it again, but um, was that a little tidbit to later on? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's what I thought this was to be honest. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's it's um, I like the story itself. Um, although the bits where like the the pig the pig bit and that was just so random parts of the barbershop bit just some of the yeah some of the tangents in the city feel very the last hour of the film yeah yeah, yeah. feel very both uninteresting and unimportant to the story mm. yeah a lot could be cut out yeah except and then it would be a really short movie yes um but yeah the I despite like the like. Feeling like I should be like, you know, this guy wanted to kill his wife. He's a piece of shit. I, I still found myself rooting for true love somehow, which, yeah. is, which is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, man is a terrible is person. <laughs> um, Nick, mm. give me some thoughts, boys. Yeah. Uh, I kind of agree with James. Like you could just cut this in half almost. Like I, I too read the synopsis before I watched this. I was watching it. I was like, oh, near the end. And I was like, no, oh, no, I'm not halfway. Minutes. Yeah. I was like, oh, what? Wait a minute. But, yeah. um, Someone should rewrite this synopsis and mention the pig. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's vital storytelling. It is. It is. It's, it's just fucking weird. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I exactly. think this is drunk. I think this would have been better suited to, like, it, it feels like something they w- that would have been shown, like, before a feature length movie. 
Because it's a little short story. Yeah. You know, it's like, like, like something. Yeah. Like, bad example, but Guys, like, we should the, thing, the things Pixar we could do in do front of their things. There's four of us, so we have a camera person, and then there's, although we could switch it up. I was going to say, here's the gender pick. reversal. <gasps> yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. So I'm the one that does yeah. the cheating. Yeah. yeah. Wait, 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 wait. And who's the boring So out of these wife? two. <laughs> Because it's going to be. Who do I want to end up yeah. with? Who's the Make your who's, case, who's the man from the city, <laughs> and who's the husband? Off you go, boys. Who's who? Because I'm shotgunning camera because I feel like it's going to be more entertaining for me to watch through a lens. <laughs> I'll be the husband because I believe in true love. Oh, <laughs> switch up from me. <laughs> All right, well, you can be the hoe from the city. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. The hoe from the city. <laughs> You Can city. we actually do a short and remake this? <laughs> sure. sure. Fuck yeah. Who's who's falling into a lake? I could do it. We no. could fall into Mary Weather Bar. Who's the husband? It's you. Me. You have to fall into the <gasps> lake. Can we get like a little blow up, like, I don't know. Boat. Boat and put it in Mary Weather Bar. And shoot the, um, uh, shoot the lake scenes on that. Um. Send us a message or email if you want this to happen. Because send us ten bucks. You want to be an we'll executive producer. Yeah. Yeah. If someone wants to, you know, if people want this to happen, we will one hundred percent make this. We didn't oh study gosh. university to make short films for nothing. Yes. Fuck yeah! I actually yeah. really want to do I'm this. I'm having now. flashbacks to like having to get location permissions in. Fuck Newcastle. location permissions. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I'm gonna get a pig. Oh, oh fuck! What's this, you, Simon? <laughs> yeah, okay, yes. done. Oh my gosh, as long as he doesn't weigh on me. Yeah. Right. Simon's next rabbit for context here. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a person. Um, <laughs> gonna give Simon one. He's a small yes. child who I'm just going to. All right, after that tangent, <laughs> I'll ask one very important question. What are no. you gonna have for dinner, Jacob? No, cat. <laughs> That's very important. You, you just <laughs> yeah, I know. You can said cat. Cat. Would you yes. watch this again? <laughs> I'm sorry, you're talking to me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, no, your I'm name's Nick. Cat. Oh, okay. Um, Nick. <laughs> no, okay. Anyone? Would you watch it again? Uh, Who wants to go not. first? <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still so just like, no, next, no, James. Yeah, <laughs> oh, uh, no. <laughs> it's, like, it's, light, it's a lighter no than I've had for other films. I'd watch this again over watching Apocalypse Now. Sorry, James, because I know you like really? it. Really? Hell yeah, I'd yeah. watch this I don't know if, Apocalypse Now. Did I say I liked that? Yes, you okay. did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, definitely over at Clockwork Orange. I'm never watching that piece of fucking hot garbage again. <laughs> anyway... Um, Jacob, would you watch this again? Yeah, probs not. <laughs> <laughs> Considering the fact that I watched, it was my turn to report and I watched it at two times speed yeah, the that's first a good sign. time, I got to about five minutes in and I'm like, okay, I'm doing this quick. I can't. Because I'm like, yep, two times. And I'm like, it hasn't changed anything. I can follow what's happening. Let's go. Let's do this. It's nicely easy to follow. Yeah. And it made it like 45 minutes long, which was really nice. Mm. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I guess we can move along to our next segmonte. You don't have a random extra segment this week? No, I what? don't. Oh, you, <laughs> you mean there was, there was an extra random extra segment last week because we had messages, but you weren't here for that. What? So we had messages? This is why you, you have, have to listen to the episode. No, tell me. No, it's too late. No, listen. No, no, that was last week. Everyone's heard it already. I could just play it. No, anyway. Um, <laughs> who's going to do the little theme thing? It's time for what we've been watching and what we're excited for. So smooth. I've got a laugh track. Um, Well, I think last week I mentioned I was watching Line of Duty. You did. 
I think I'd watched like a season and a bit at that point. I'm now in the last, I'm now almost up to date. How Is many seasons are there? Six. Oh, Fuck! <laughs> You've been busy. Far out. There's six episodes <laughs> in each season and each one goes for an hour. Oh, that's you, fine. Yeah, but I've watched like four seasons in that time. Yeah, I do that all the time. Yeah, and it's just... Oh, so good. I love that you watch this on two times. I don't have an hour and a half spare. Yeah. I'm going to watch five seasons of this show. <laughs> well, watching this week. two times allowed me to get one episode of Line of Duty and oh, before I had to like go and train soccer. I understand. So, it, what's it about? So, oh yeah, because you weren't here, of course. <laughs> oh my God, oh, why did I just get <laughs> There's a person outside. <laughs> um, oh, so, it I, is... I thought you were just fucking around. No, there's, there's a person outside. Um... So, <laughs> sorry, that got me too. <laughs> that actually scared me so much. Um, anyway, should, so oh, fuck. it's I've been a, oh, today's been weird. It's a police procedural. Yes, in the UK. Yeah, right? but the cops—they're part of AC12, which is Anti-Corruption Unit 12. Right, so they're the cops that investigate the bent coppers. So they can't get corrupted because the they're other. Isn't that illegal? No, they're called bent coppers. That's what they call them because they're pommies. <laughs> I love to call him a bent copper. Right, anyway, so they're investigating all the bent coppers and there's this big (laughs) elaborate thing with like organised crime that's infiltrated the police and it's just, oh, it's the best and there's murders and all sorts of cool things happen and then one episode that's like machine gun fire in the office, it's just wild. (laughs) It's fucking sick. I love murder. So, yeah, again, my high recommendation is if... What's it on? There's five seasons of it on Netflix. Okay. Mm. So, like... Fucking get on that horse and ride it. You hear that, listeners? Mm-hmm. Ride that horse. <laughs> ride that horse that is Line of Duty. And then if you really want to, when you get to season six, there's a podcast by the BBC called Obsessed with Line of Duty that I've been listening to after every episode. <laughs> no, and thank it's like, you. I only <laughs> listen to this podcast. And it's got like one of the, the dude that hosts one of the actors from like previous seasons. And it's just like, this is good shit. <laughs> yeah. So fuck yeah, Line of Duty. Um, that's all I've watched. Cool. It's my whole life since we last recorded. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Cat, it's been two weeks for you. What have you yeah, been watching? Absolutely nothing. I <laughs> actually went up basically a whole week without watching anything because I had You've been busy. an you absolutely crazy. Yeah, and I helped my parents move house. So Bruh. Oh it was God. just like nonstop. And then I had uni assessments. Have they moved closer or further away? Um, about the same. They moved 800 meters up the road from Fuck where they me. are now. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're but yeah, it had been a crazy week, so I actually didn't really get a chance to stop. Um, my new housemates are like obsessed with Big Brother, so I've been watching oh, that. No. Much to my dismay, Don't I'm know if like this house actually anymore. kind of invested. Come on here and start talking about Big Brother. No, I got fucking braz for watching maps. I'm sorry, oh, but Big Brother is slightly better than yeah. fucking maps. Bullshit, bullshit. No. Okay. Big Brother, what, 15 years ago? Maybe. But <laughs> Fuck you. Remember Big Brother up late or whatever it was called? It was like a little no, raunchy I, I, shit on a Friday night. I, I was only allowed to like watch oh. the, the game It was part, like the 10.30 the edition games. of... Yeah, like it was like oh. Big Brother at 10.30. It was like Big Brother up late or something. And it was like all like the raunchy shit they'd get up to at night. And it was just like saucy. Isn't that weird that that was on Australian TV? Like, yes. That sounds not right. Because people would say that. And I was like... Yeah, it was like full like sasas. There was yeah. like fornicating and stuff. Fornicating? <laughs> what are one. you, 40? Yeah. <laughs> Shut I up. saw something. It, it wouldn't have been on Facebook. It would have been on something though. Some dude just had his dick out on Big yeah, Australia. I'm like, oh my God. There was like a full like essential like 
people do it like there's like the camera in the bedroom and they're like doing it under the covers it was this whole scan oh, it was God. like on the front page of the paper the next day I actually like people had sex on Big Brother and it was on the television well, I mean, and everyone was like bro- together for like what yeah but it was like broadcast live on fucking TV <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's Big Brother up late what are they got up to oh God they're That's, banging <laughs> what do you think but it was like uh, under the big white doona and I was like oh saucy I was actually watching <laughs> yeah uh, you can't ask that on ABC, like yeah. that show where they get good show groups of people. Yeah, well, they got X reality stars on it. Oh no! And this lady was on it, and she or she was on Big Brother, like one of the first seasons, and she just had a miscarriage, and oh. they were doing all this shit to fuck with her around that, like oh. the producers of Big Brother. Like they did something, and they were like, oh. Was it like hold this doll or something that oh, is really realistic? And she was like, what the fuck? That's yeah. fucked up. That so, is. Yeah, so I'm not watching this brother because of that. Yeah, what else have you been watching, Kat? Um, so I watched Dallas Buyers Club uh, oh, yesterday. You Did you get it legally? Yeah, it's oh, on Netflix. Oh, true, yeah. Isn't that the movie they went yeah. ham over a couple of years ago? Yeah. Wait, what? It's on Netflix. Yeah, but it was like there was, there was a big court case of like people that illegally downloaded it and like all the, oh. the like studio went after them real hard. And that was like after everyone that yeah. downloaded it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like so, so good. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Matthew McConaughey is just like next level good. I watched a video on that. Like he... I think he, he drank like three cans of Coke and ate like an apple and a little thing of yogurt every yeah. day to get that skinny. He, lo- he looks Fucked. he looks yeah. ill. Yeah. And like it is so – but like it not so ill that you're like, well, fuck, he needs to like – he's about to die. Mm. You know, it's not like bloody – um fuck, who plays Batman? Christian who, Bale. Yeah, who's just like one extreme to the next. Mm-hmm. He said he's ridiculous. not going to do that anymore because it's almost killed him like four times. Yeah. Yeah. But Matthew McConaughey is just phenomenal in this. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It really is a very good, I think, historical representation of what happened. Obviously, it's like a very small part of what happened with the AIDS Crisis. I feel like I watched it when it came out, but I don't really remember yeah. that much. But I remember bits of it. I I'm like, have I watched the whole uh, thing? Yeah, I watched it for something. Yeah, but it's really, really good. What year did yeah. it come out? Uh, like, Fourteen, I think. Yeah, because it won. Yeah, so did he oh, win yeah, best? Oh no, actor, or it, it been, was up for. It might have been thirteen because um, everyone thought Leo was going to win for Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, true, won it. Yeah. true. So I feel like we watched it in like fucking like English in high school or some shit. Yeah. It's really good though. Go yeah. watch it. It's I feel like that, really that was well. like HSC English. So that was, was like, like what year that came end out? of high school. Yeah, me anyway. And then I've actually been listening to a podcast, which was recommended to me by my roommate's boyfriend, um, by the Australian Financial Review, called "The Sure Thing." <laughs> Jacob's eyes just glazed over, and it's Sorry. about the biggest case of. Um, Insider trading in Australia. Who who did it? I can't remember the names. It was two young guys, like two guys himself. our age, like 25, 26. So we are that age, aren't we? Is that because it's because it's, it's Murdoch? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's actually really, really interesting. So if you like podcasts, if you like kind of listen to us, obviously. Well, yeah, listen to us, but <laughs> if you like more <laughs> intellectual. Hey, how dare you? <laughs> I just gave notes. you the fucking you history of Fox Studios. <laughs> <laughs> left the room. Fuck you. But no, sh- the sure thing is quite good. Yeah. It's really interesting too because you get two very different um, like power dynamics with the two people that were involved. Like one of the guys 
was like just totally manipulated and just no, thrown under the up. bus by this other guy. And he's like, yeah, like I don't need to forgive him because like I don't blame him for anything that happened. It's like, dude, wake up. <laughs> anyway, wake it's up, really sheeple. good. Really good. Oh, I finished Sherpa. Oh, do you like it? Yeah, it was really fucking sad, man. Yeah. Holy shit. They yeah. all died. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. Oh, my gosh, yeah. But it's just like, it's. and did you see how it kind of changed, like, the documentary they were making? Yeah, it was like, oh, hang on, they're not doing this no more. Yeah. Like, everyone's dead. Yeah. Yeah. That guy that, like, owned the company that was following is kind of a prick. Oh, 100%. But I like, hate that guy by the end of it. I was like, fuck you, man. But then you've got to think about it. Like, people are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars. I, I didn't realise it was, like, that much yeah. to climb Everest. It's crazy. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. It's like expensive. Thousands. But, like, it's like, oh, yeah, some people have $100,000 to be here. And, and then, I was like, and I'm it's sorry. it's like their second time round because yeah. they couldn't get up there Yeah, there's, the like, people that have been there, like, two years before. And I'm like, yeah. how do you have $200,000 to spare to climb Everest, yeah. to attempt to climb Everest because she failed both times? In two, like, within three yeah. years. I'm like, I'm sorry. Crazy yeah. money. Holy fuck. Who are you? I think I'd like to get to base camp, but that's about it. I wouldn't go any further than that. Because even base trust camp myself is like to go any further than that. Like, yeah, yeah. Pe- watching die like the all co- the time yeah, but watching yeah. like people die at base camp. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking high up, man. It's five k's up. Yeah, yeah, it's like there's a point just above base camp. Like base camp's almost the maximum altitude that a helicopter will operate. Yeah, like they had to strip. Like in the documentary, they had to strip all the weight out of it. Yeah. And fly up with only the pilot and then bring the patient down because of how thin the air was that that's all that could carry or yeah. it wouldn't take off. And it's like, holy fuck, like... That's crazy. Yeah, you like, are a long way up. I like climbing, but I wouldn't even fuck with base camp. <laughs> and it's like in the movie 2012 and there's this fucking tsunami and they crash into Everest and I'm like, that's a big-ass wave. Yeah. We have five kilometres up here. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway... Good, good, yeah, doco. good documentary. Good, really, should watch it, and yeah. then go watch the movie Everest with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, because that'll fuck your brain up even more. Yeah, because that's based on a true story. <laughs> I predicted that noise <laughs> yeah. at the start of the podcast. Um, who's next? Me. Where's my um, clippy well, thing? Fucked if I know. Here, you can have mine. Thanks. I'm not using it. <laughs> um, so it's funny that Nick said about um, maths because the oh. last few weeks Laura's been saying you should talk about maths in that segment. I'm like, no, Thank they you. will laugh at me. Isn't she on the other side of the door? Yes, Laura. No, she's, she's in my room. Oh. Um, come, what, come talk about maths. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, that's one thing I will not allow on here. Yeah, no, no, we will maths. not be no, degraded by enough. that trash. Well, um, sorry. How dare you? <laughs> watch me. it because I like it. I watch it because my roommates watch That's it. why I watched it. I expected not to like maps at all, but it is kind of fun. <laughs> no. I haven't, watched the, I haven't watched the last episode yet. No, I've, I've, just, seen, I've just seen memes about Ah, oh, true. Bro, we're we, not talking about maths. Okay. Fucking move on. All right. Well, <laughs> let, let me go from- Put my foot down. Let me go from trash to gold in that I rewatched Moonlight the other day as well. Nice. I've never seen it. Oh, really? It's, it's 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 real good. Um, I think I have like started to watch it and then gone, yes. oh, I'm not in the mood. Actually, I can't movie. say that I haven't seen all of La La Land. Right. Um, I don't know how I feel about La La Land. Cause I saw it when it came out. But yeah. I Because of the Oscars controversy, I watched Moonlight, then went to La La Land wanting to watch other high-rated things. And mm. you and I went from like, like real gritty drama yeah. to starting it with a yeah. musical. I'm like... This is not my current mood. I'm going to leave this it's, one later. Yeah. 
What were you going to say, Kat? I, I re-watched La La Land at the start of the year and I forgot how sad it was. But I don't know it's, if it's just good. Like, it's heartbreaking. But, like, is it good? Because the singing fucking sucks. <laughs> the set designs are good. Yeah. I really the like the set. The production design yeah. is fantastic. The choreography fantastic. is fantastic. But the two actors that they picked to be leads in a musical can't, can't sing. fucking sing. <laughs> See, I remember it being okay, but this is, what, five years ago, so... The singing's terrible. Oh, that's a bummer. It's like, just pick someone that can fucking sing. It's not hard. Wasn't it supposed to be Miles Teller and someone else? I think well, so. Yeah, because oh, then I he was that. in Fantastic Four yeah. that was really shit and he got dumped. But he was also in... Whiplash, which yeah, was the same scary. director. So yeah. you Whiplash think, is just great. Yeah. yeah, Whiplash is so good. I saw something on TikTok tonight about Whiplash, like all this shit about it. Um, Maybe I in the scene where he tackles J.K. Simmons, he like broke two of his ribs. Oh my god! Yeah, I saw like, it. <laughs> so They're really committing to it. Yeah, I saw an article that was like, oh, um, what are they fucking Gen Z or whatever that watch TikTok these days? Um, yes. They were like, oh, Gen Z on TikTok. Just like prove a new level of stupid, and it was like this thing. I was like, Oh, like if Tim Burton made superhero films, and it's like he's made several, <laughs> like oh you fucking moron. They're like, It was like, Oh, yeah, it'd be fucking sick if he made super. And like, he, he we, know. <laughs> we, yeah. we know, we know he, he did that. Google his filmography, they, they, they <laughs> exist. You, you can go and watch them if you, you want to. One of them's a bit better than the other one, <laughs> but yeah. I thought that was just a funny TikTok stupid young people thing. Yeah. Was that like a, was that like a news snappers. article? Yeah, it was like, like a full on like, yeah. Like, look at all these Gen Zs because one person made a dumb video. Yeah. I hope yeah. I hope my generation doesn't get like judged off the stupidest YouTube video someone can find. Yeah, but we're not Gen Z, so it's fine. No, but we're millennials. We had YouTube and shit. I think yeah. I'm on the cusp. What, what you're younger young? than us? Yeah. yeah. If you're yeah, 97, you you're a Gen Z. Oh. <laughs> you're a retard. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Fuck, I am going to leave. Well, you are old. Okay, Spark. she's gone. Bye. Uh, also, <laughs> no, we are not. Gen no, we are not. We're Gen, Gen Y. What year were you? No, you're not. 97. Oh. No, you didn't see. No, fuck off. Oh, sorry, mate. Are you the same age as me? Yeah. We technically oh. classify as the Just last barely. year. We're like a millennial, so. No. no. I'd say, I'd James say and Jacob were the it, last millennial. Not, yeah. Millennials just kind of blended in. No. To yeah. Do you remember, the, do you remember New Year's 1999? Yes, I do. Fuck. <laughs> I remember exactly I where don't. I was. <laughs> I remember in eating Millennium yes. Bug Lollies. <laughs> I was shit in my pants. <laughs> shit in my pants. You were, we, you were still shit in your pants. I was like, bro, that's not good. We were like, <laughs> Almost school age. <laughs> we were very close to attending primary school at that point. Anyway, I'm going to go back to Moonlight now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We That's where we started. That. It's okay. Oh, we're shit friends. <laughs> yeah. So you two have seen it? No. No? Yeah. Okay. No, it looked too sad. That's what I was like. It is. It's, it's actually, it, it is, but it's not. It's good. That sad. Like, yeah. it's, there's, there's hope in it. Um, But it's just one, like, I... I watched it the first time on a plane a few years ago and really liked it then, but like it's hard to get a full experience on that. Yeah, I don't take anything in on a plane. Yeah. I picked a really bad plane movie one day. I swear to God, if you go on another tangent like 10 seconds after I got back on, <laughs> <laughs> please tell me immediately afterwards. Okay. But um, <laughs> I rewatched I re- I re- it the other day and because I always liked the original, like I really liked it when I first watched it and I... In fact, it's probably one of my top five movies of all time. It's just one of those ones where the pacing feels 
real like mm. you just get through the whole film like oh my god I'm finished already because it just is like grips you from the start and is this just, still Moonlight sorry yes yeah, yeah. Um, okay, tell, you, tell you plain story Jacob so two years ago when I went to Singapore um, the new Hellboy movie was there so I was like oh yeah I haven't seen this yet so like I'll watch that rated R18 plus for a reason. Really fucking violent. Did they cut all the violent scenes? No. Oh. So, I mean, like, there was no one near in the, like, business class cabin I was in. There was, like, no one around. Oh, yeah. anyway. Oh, very anyway. So. <laughs> oh. so, there was, like, no one else in my row. So, like, no one else could see my screen. Right. Right? Oh, because you're in business class. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Anyway, I'll show you a photo of my seat afterwards. Wait, um, where were you? Shut up. Class. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Anyway. I just forgot for a moment. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm watching the movie and the poor hostess walks past at the moment this dude just gets fucking disemboweled. And she went, she like looked at my screen, had a sheer look of terror and quickly walked away. <laughs> and I was like, Fuck, and oh. she, she's in business class. She probably never sees anything bad. Uh, is that like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so like. Don't watch R18 movies on a plane that have like really strong gore because people walk past and see it and almost die. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nick, mm. we're finally around to you. Oh, finally. After like 20 minutes. <laughs> what have you been watching? Oh, fuck. Um, the only thing I've watched of note is the first two episodes of Mythic Quest Season 2. Mythic Quest? The, yes, it's a... Um, Television show. series. Yeah, spoken yeah, about this yes, we've spoken about I don't know if James was around at yeah, that point. I remember us speaking about it in the back bedroom of my house when we used to record there. The back bedroom, because there's like seven in your there's house. There's four. It's so big. There's four. That's how we can afford to fly business it's not. There's four. They oh just rent God. out a bedroom four. for a year and then. Four. Four. Wait, four houses? Or? No, four businesses. <laughs> That would mean not going two, into how many number of houses, houses there are, but there's four bedrooms in the there house that I be live in. One house. <laughs> <laughs> not going into the logistics of my parents' financials. <laughs> Why not? Anyway, <laughs> this is not the place. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so yeah, this is the the only thing I've used my um, Apple TV Plus oh, no. trial <laughs> for, and it's a shame I'll never get to see um, the next however many seasons this show puts out because I really like it. But, Why not? Um, because I refuse to pay for Apple TV Plus. I've had well because I got a year with this phone, and it's oh, no. been what almost a year. And oh no! I'm, that's it. I'm not watching fucking. Oh no! I don't know I can whatever. Give you my login for it, and you I can watch it. mine because I oh, haven't used okay. my year yet. I get it for free. Yeah, fuck yeah. Do you, oh, oh, oh wait! Oh, do, no, is your, is your dad's no, Steve Jobs? No, because something? I have <laughs> I have Apple Music student version. Oh, and with student Apple You're Music, student. yeah, I know, but it's still Why? get a oh, get, sorry, yeah. <laughs> fucking get him Apple. <laughs> but my student Apple Music comes with free Apple TV Plus. Wow, wow! Because they, I don't know, my student number hasn't expired in their system Sweet. yet, so Are I'm still paying student prices. Someone else can have my binge, and I am using it until it doesn't have. work anymore. Yeah. You giving away binge? Hmm? You giving away binge? Is that what I heard? Yeah, maybe. Anyway, um, do we have anything else to add? Uh, I watched something else, but I'll talk about Porn next week. Porn doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> well, Got him. I, well, I, 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 I should mention it now. I watched uh, Louis Thoreau's I don't, documentary. Okay, I, was, I don't know where this is going. No, I watched a documentary about porn. It was made in right. 2012. Um, How was that? It was very good, but it was kind of sad. So he 
It's and kind of a, it's sort of a sequel to a doco he made in the 90s about porn. And there's like a 15 years later thing in 2012. It's talking to all these people you'd like spoken to before. Um, some people had died. Some people had oh. stopped being porn stars. And this one guy who was like oh, no. a complete piece of shit and made oh, like no. questionably, questionably themed porn had gone to jail, Good. come out. And, and gone um, back to making questionably themed porn. No, but he turned his life around, and he had he was in the middle of middle of building an empire on uh, selling DVDs of porn, and he was looking oh, forward he totally to the future. Totally turned his life around, into the, didn't he? <laughs> looking forward to the future of oh God. lucrative porn DVDs. I kind of regret. And, I mean, <laughs> porn DVDs, 2012. I get it now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that guy failed. That life. guy, yeah, <laughs> sucked in. And they, he, there was the question of, oh, can someone be a famous porn star anymore? I was like, oh, sort of, but not in the way. It was just very. Interesting. I regret bringing this up. <laughs> <laughs> it was just very interesting to see a 2012 perspective. On That's that. nine yeah, years ago. I guess. Yeah, nine years ago. Yeah, we huh. were still in high school. He should, but yeah, and then there was a another guy I spoke to called Tommy Gunn, who's like in his mid fifties and was like trying to like it, he was like kind of it's not sad, but he was like trying to like express how how badly he wants a meaningful relationship, but he just can't because because of his porn. Yes, because of because his occupation. I was like, oh. Sad. I, I googled him though; he's still alive. So good for him. Because I, I was watching, I was like, "Oof." But no, I'm sure it's he's a bit doing of a fine. downer to end on. <laughs> Anyone uh. else? <laughs> All right. No. So send us a message if you want us to make that short film and recreate the movie that we watched this no, week. No, we're just doing it regardless. Mm. But yeah, send us a wanna, message if you want to see it. If you want to be executive producer for like twenty bucks. Yeah, that means you bucks. have to give us $20 to do it. We're not yeah. paying you to do mm. it. <laughs> you pay us and then you also do work. That's how this works. What do executive producers do? Produce things executively. <laughs> no, but we just, want, we just want their money. Yeah. yeah. And you can be in the title sequence or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're not going to take any of your choices. No, like, there was creatively. no creative input from anyone, but we will take your money to like feed ourselves on set. And, and to, to put your name in something that yeah. probably won't succeed that. Yeah, long. exactly. Anyway, um, you can reach us at Watch It Again Podcast on Facebook or Instagram or at watchitagainpod at gmail.com. Um, leave a review on iTunes or Spotify. And a fact that I recently learned that half the uh, episode descriptions that I write don't appear on Spotify, but they do on Apple Podcasts. So I don't know about that. That's weird. But yeah, because Luz didn't know that I wrote descriptions <laughs> because they're not in her Spotify feed. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? That's she only weird. ever read what her cat puts on the socials. And I was like, bro, I put in like oh, I'm just descriptions like, on podcasts. It's like I put things in and it's always like, I don't know what I'm writing because no one reads this, but here we go. Um, I always read the descriptions of podcasts when I listen to them. I'm, I'm like, what else have they got to say? <laughs> anyway, so um, thank you so much for listening. And next week it's one of these three people's turn. It's I can, my turn. We've okay. been doing this for a long time and I still don't know what the order is. Incredible. <laughs> We've been doing this since November 2019. We haven't been doing oh. turns since then. No, but we've been doing this. <laughs> yes. Anyway, we will catch you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jacob. I'm Kat. I'm Nick. And I'm James. Bye. 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 Bye.